Welcome to Internet Aesthetic, a podcast about the internet, aesthetics, culture, and media. We are two Vietnamese-American women who live in a society, and we're here to analyze it. Grab a snack and hang out with us. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's been a long hiatus while we celebrated the winter break. What did you do? Yeah, that break was like definitely needed. I think I was getting kind of burnt out. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I just hung out with my family. I got an air fryer from my mom. <gasps> what? So I'm Cute. excited. What are you going to make with it? I saw a recipe for like air fried pork belly with like the really crunchy skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I want to try that. And like I want to try making kale chips. <gasps> Yum. I want to cook more this year. I want to eat better than I have. Yes. Resolution. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I I tried setting very reasonable yet ambitious expectations for myself mm-hmm. this year, like resolutions. So 2021 was like the year where I recuperated from corporate America by just resting a lot and saying no to a lot of things, being mm-hmm. lazy. But I decided that this year is going to be more of a place of growth and discomfort. So I, I'm trying to schedule more therapy appointments. I picked up Ooh. a side job to Whoa. grow myself creatively and get more money <laughs> to pay for our wedding. Wow. I guess you'd say that this year I'm leaning into my girl boss. Wow. But yeah, this what a perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely segues into our topic for today, which is yeah. girl bosses. We became super interested in this because it really quickly disintegrated from (laughs) something that was pretty admirable to now quite laughable on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember even as recently as college, I wanted to be a girl boss. Oh. This image of a super powerful girl, like, or a woman setting up for herself in the corporate environment. And yeah, now that movement has crumbled completely, and I cringe. (laughs) I always thought, like... I mean, when Girl Boss became popular, I was like, oh, that's really cool and admirable. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that could never be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it felt unattainable, but like aspirational. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I guess what we wanted to go over in today's podcast is the rise and the fall of the Girl Boss movement. Because while the Girl Boss movement launched with these like radically equitable intentions, it quickly revealed itself to be simply a facade of gender equality. And the movement has created very few systemic changes. And the rhetoric, in our view, is ultimately just the same old capitalism, just with a splash of pinkwashing. Mm-hmm. So the phrase girl boss was coined by Sophia Amoruso, who is the founder of the brand Nasty Gal. And she also, I believe, wrote a book called Girl Boss, or there is a TV show that she is leading called Girl Boss. And it was also popularized by Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. I also thought that Girl Boss was kind of this feminization of authority and power. So it's specific to, or it was specific to business and corporate settings. Mm-hmm. The boss of Girl Boss being like a manager of like money or teams, creative direction, strategy, and one who is typically promoted in an environment that is male dominated. What was your kind of impression of it? Yeah, it like ties feminism to hustle culture and power. And so like the idea is like if women can rise in the workforce and create 
equality mm-hmm. with men. It'll give them more power to lift women below them. Which makes sense. That is logical. Yeah, like, it was very idealistic, I think. Yeah. It was definitely, like, a, I guess, a genre of feminism. So I guess Girl Boss has evolved from that more corporate setting, and now a lot of different people can be considered girl bosses. Originally, like, for example, Malala wouldn't be considered a girl, a girl boss, per, like, the original definition or origin, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I feel like the movement has now grown to where people go, yes, girl boss to like Queen Elizabeth or like Malala. Yeah. All these different people who are not like in the corporate environment. I mean, I think like the term has grown so much and at this point has become like a joke <laughs> that like like anybody could be a girl boss. Even even men now. Can oh, be really? Bosses. <laughs> I think so. I think like the phrase is like kind of ironically used. Yeah. To the point that it could also apply to men who, like, act really shitty. They'd be like, oh, a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> so some more traditional girl boss media, in addition to Lean In and Sophia Amoroso's book, would be, like, Legally Blonde, mm-hmm. Devil Wears Prada, Who's the Boss, and lots of other media now. But as you mentioned, like, there are many other uses of this word. yeah. Yeah, Devil Wears Prada is, like, a very good example of a girl boss. Yeah. I really was empowered by this phrase when it first started, I will admit. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking, like, yeah, I struggle with speaking up for myself at work. And, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I've ever been bold enough to negotiate my pay or my raises. So I thought it was really cool seeing people being able to do that and advocate for themselves in that way. But as we know, that is only a facade. I don't know that it, like helped yeah so why why did this movement this phrase dissolve (laughs) or not dissolve uh become a joke (laughs) yeah it's kind of been difficult for me to like come up with my own thoughts about this topic just because Mm -hmm. we found like a ton of articles that wrote about them very well and so i think it's gonna just be a lot of quotes (laughs) but (laughs) i found this quote from vox that was like the girl boss brought to life a way to talk about real concerns and barriers in the system honestly and frankly it also posited a solution so blazingly simple put women in charge that it could never work and i feel like that's the tldr Mm -hmm. is just that like just by virtue of having women in the workforce Mm -hmm. that like these problems would just go away and we talked about it a lot i think in our toxic workplaces episode because i feel like a lot of our examples were like away Mm -hmm. specifically there were a lot of examples of other women who just kind of took advantage of their power and that they were like called out for like abuses of power and racism and things like that in that episode i think we also mentioned how just because the person in power is a woman that doesn't automatically make them better than a male ceo Like, women aren't inherently better or kinder or more generous than men. Like, I think, like, feminism is a little bit idealistic sometimes about how women will make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. When, in reality, like, equality is just that, like, women have the same opportunities and stuff as men. But, like, the thing is, like, women and men, like, we're all all just people, right? We all are equally good and bad. Yeah. Like, how could you set that unrealistic expectation for all women to be generous and fair and to be able to empathize with everyone? That's just too much of a burden to bear. Yeah, women can be shitty too, yeah. <laughs> which we have learned. <laughs> 
And, like, it's weird that, like, for an idea that's supposed to be feminist, it also kind of leans on these stereotypes of women to imply that we, like, make better leaders just because we're supposed to be inherently nurturing or something. It, it just reminds me of all of those, that cycle of company has toxic culture and a male CEO, so they fire that CEO and fill their spot with a woman who now has to bear the burden of fixing all of the systemic issues within that company and then eventually the woman is set up for failure and leaves yeah. anyway. And then it's like the woman's fault for not being able to fix the mess. And then she becomes like an example of why women can't be leaders or something. Yeah. There's always another glass ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like the girl boss kind of shed light on the hypocrisy of the idea of the girl boss. She's like this symbol of equality. But in reality, when they were put in positions of power, they were actually just tearing other people down and reinforcing the hierarchy. Like they were so precious with their power mm. and they didn't want to like share it or like lift others up they were like no this is like my place mm-hmm. and i'm going to do whatever i can to keep it that way this is like steph Corey of the luggage company away yeah and so like by making the girl boss the symbol of feminism and equality it like also encouraged other feminists to support the girl boss in her crusade against the patriarchy by like purchasing her products or like spreading her ideas and just like spreading her brand really Mm -hmm. i remember we were talking about it and you said something where is it it's like the message of like the girl boss is like oh you're in control of your whole life so buy these face masks (laughs) (laughs) yeah pink washed capitalism yeah basically and then there's like this quote from the atlantic it's like oh if these women could succeed while upholding feminist values and treating their employees humanely then maybe the patriarchy was just a choice that savvy consumers could shop their way around like maybe people could vote for equality by buying a particular set of luggage or joining a particular co-working space and it was like a simplified solution to patriarchy and sexism but like Mm -hmm. still operating within it in a way Yeah, it's like this doesn't actually provide good economic opportunities for women. That that is the goal of all this, and that's not really being achieved. Yeah, (laughs) here's another quote from The Atlantic. (laughs) It just like, it becomes inescapably clear that when women center their worldview around their own office hustle, it just recreates the power structures built by men, but with women conveniently on top. In the void left after the end of the corporate feminist vision of the future, this reckoning opens space to imagine success that doesn't involve acing performance reviews or getting the most out of your interns. So, I mean, basically, like, the idea of the girl boss failed, like, from the very beginning. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, yeah, just to clarify, like, for myself when I was thinking about this, I've had a few managers, like, of my managers, the women were more likely to, like, listen to me and value my work and advocate for me than, like, the men that I've had as Mm -hmm. managers. And I would say that I've seen that, too, like, repeated in the, the teams that I've been in, like, it's typically the women advocating not just for other women, but also people of color, um, queer people, at least like in the three workplaces I've been in. Yeah. That being said, I wouldn't say that that is the same as like what we're talking about when we say like these girl bosses can be toxic. I would not say that my women managers did all of that in the name of like being a girl boss. They did it because it was like the decent thing to do. And like, it's different because the girl boss rhetoric that specifically advocates for self-advancement and like you being successful at all costs or your product being successful at all costs and not necessarily people. So that's what I disliked about that. That's so good, Issa. (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) That's such a good way to put it. 
actually yeah like the girl boss is really all about like the self yeah steph Corey was so selfish <laughs> like, every time i i whenever i want to get angry and like heated i just like pull up that article about away and seeing how like she would really motivate her employees with like girl boss language like i, I don't know if she ever used the word girl boss but she was like we're a hard-working team of women like we should be able to to work 12 hours a day like Ugh. anyway yeah, they are just perpetuating the same unethical, hostile business practices as their male counterparts before. And, like, that to me is, mm-hmm. that's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, like, some other criticisms is just, like, the idea of a, a girl boss mm-hmm. is infantilizing. Oh, yeah. I Like, I get the idea behind it, but it was also, like, okay, but why do we need to gender bosses, I yeah, guess? Yeah, yeah. Why can't women just be a boss? Like, why do we have to say that they're a girl boss? Yeah. It's just... Like, I did... I read something about how it's like it makes like this other like oh if they're, they're a woman in leadership that makes them different mm-hmm. when they're not being brought into it they're just like oh this is like an example of how we're like so great and diverse and inclusive yeah yeah it also kind of like you said it focuses on the idea of hustle culture and career success as empowerment And it just, like, implies that there's only one way to be successful. Yeah. Like, I hate how it's, like, the pinnacle of your strength and success as a person comes from your ability to, like, climb the corporate ladder. Like, and that is the exact vision that capitalism tries to sell. And, like, I know we both do not buy that vision. Yeah. (laughs) But why can't a successful person, man or woman, just be, like, emotionally intelligent or respect people or, like, lift everyone up around them or, like, call injustice? I mean, I guess it's because the origin of the word started from, like, corporate America, but I don't know. Yeah. And then it also, like, allowed MLMs to grow. So, like, the language around the girl boss empowering women to be their own bosses was kind of the same language of these MLMs, which, oh, MLMs are, like, multi-level marketing pyramid scheme type things. (laughs) And it, like, really took advantage of women who were, like, just trying to do more with their lives and, like, Mm -hmm. be empowered and, like, take some control in their lives. But they just ended up being taken advantage of. Ugh, they were preyed upon. Yeah. And then because of all of that... Now the girl boss is just like this big joke. <laughs> the phrase gaslight gatekeep girl boss originated on Tumblr and it paired the girl boss with these other two words that were growing in popularity, gaslight and gatekeep. I remember the first time that I saw it, I was like, that is so fitting because that's really <laughs> what a girl boss does is gaslight and gatekeep others. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read it was Gen Z's parody of the phrase live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> And then this quote from Vox is like, laughing makes it easier to admit that we got played, that we were once able to foolishly hope that a group of women were going to fix an entire system. It's pretty funny, even if we wanted them to, which it's true. It's really funny now, but it's also really depressing. We're right back at square one. Yeah. The pay gap is still there. Yeah. And so it's like this article from the Michigan Daily talks about how like the girl boss failed because the goal that we gave her was just impossible. And then they like, in parentheses, were like, unattainable goals for women. Groundbreaking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we wanted them to fix everything. They said that, like, we wanted the girl boss to fix everything that was wrong in our workplace. The competitiveness, the workaholism, the fraternity style, sexist collegiality, and the racism. The girl boss was supposed to represent the change in the workplace. But more than that, she was supposed to bring that change to the workplace. Mm. And then they interviewed someone who said that, like, the girl boss is trying to reconcile these two different ideas of, like, femininity and, like, success 
in the corporate workplace but then it kind of shows that like these two ideas aren't compatible Mm. which it's it's like common knowledge that women have to act a certain way in order to be taken seriously at work Mm. if women act like men do at work then we're considered like arrogant or like cold or a bitch Mm -hmm. or whatever and like i was just thinking how i have mixed feelings about criticizing the girl boss just because like women are criticized for everything right no matter what we do like the idea of the girl boss was like a good one in the beginning right Mm -hmm. it's just it wasn't executed well (laughs) yeah (laughs) or like the few examples that we have of girl bosses are all really cringy yeah it's always an ultra feminine presenting typically white woman owning a business that pertains to beauty or fashion or some kind of like lifestyle consumer good lots of pink and like all things this image alone is fine like I love pink I'm very feminine but when this is one of the main images of a woman being successful It feels weird and limiting. Yeah, but like it just, it sucks to criticize women again for the girl boss. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's true that like the girl boss has these crazy high standards and we don't give men who do the exact same thing nearly enough shit. There was someone named Lee Stein who talked about it and she mentioned that there was like a Times article detailing how Amazon is just like, this crazy toxic workplace. Mm -hmm. I think she was like, oh, but nobody says that Jeff Bezos is bad at feminism. That's a really good point. Yeah. And so, I don't know, at the very end, I was like, maybe we should just be criticizing bosses. I was just gonna say, maybe all CEOs just suck. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing. I personally don't feel like it's that hard to be a good person. (laughs) I don't know why everyone I mean obviously it's difficult like there are definitely moments where I'm like I just want to do the easy thing the thing that's like convenient for me (laughs) but I don't know I feel like as a CEO you have so much responsibility to the people that work for you and I guess like when you get so big and you don't see your employees as people anymore it yeah it becomes easier and easier to make unethical decisions that benefit you still they're just like another number that you have to optimize and anyone running a business I feel like is very vulnerable to that issue I mean I do want to say that like it's not necessarily a bad thing to be a girl boss or want to be a girl boss like I do still think that there's some value in the idea that I don't think I mean I don't think that men are going to change the world at this point like it works for them they don't stand really to benefit from changing the way that things currently work and so it does kind of fall on our shoulders yeah to make that happen and so i don't know maybe hopefully the girl boss evolves again into (laughs) a better version of herself (laughs) we were talking about how the new thing for 2022 is like instead of resolutions it's like the rebrand oh yeah yeah so maybe that's what will happen (laughs) it'll just rebrand itself (laughs) so are we girl bosses isa (laughs) (laughs) I thought about this. That was a really good question, Lisa. I feel like, okay, well, at least in my job, my team is all woman and one gay man. And we all joke all the time that we're girl bosses because Mm -hmm. our team does get shit done. 
But it really is a joke because we all just cringe at that phrase. And Mm -hmm. like we do work in this field, like we work in design and research operations. And it's a really new industry that has always like historically been dominated by women. So Mm -hmm. technically all bosses are women. We're all girl bosses in that way. And because of that, our industry has always been undervalued. It takes Mm. companies so many years to figure out that this industry and like this job function is valuable. And so like fighting for relevancy is like a part of the job. Like when you sign up, you're signing up to like advocate for yourself and like for your team. And so like I was thinking, oh man, shit, I am a girl boss. (laughs) I'm sure we do like unconsciously perpetuate some bad girl boss stereotypes in ways I don't even notice. But I don't know. It was good to, to think on. I hope I am all the good parts of Girl Boss and not the bad, but cannot say for yeah. sure. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Lisa? I mean, <laughs> probably not. I mean, <laughs> like I said earlier, like I feel like as people begin to use the word Girl Boss more and more as a joke, it has just completely lost all meaning. Yeah. So, like, I feel like anybody can be a Girl Boss when they do literally anything. <laughs> like, oh, cook breakfast in the morning, Girl, girl Boss, boss behavior. <laughs> <laughs> And then we also talked about how we don't want to be bosses. Oh my and god, you're like, right. We don't want to turn this podcast into a business. I don't think I ever want to be a boss or a girl boss or anything. <laughs> girl individual contributor. Yeah, but it is like really hard to shake this idea of hustle and grind culture that's embedded into American culture and the idea of the girl boss. Like, I guess especially now it's been on my mind a lot because it's like New Year's and like resolutions and all that. I'm like, man, how am I going to become like the best version of myself this year? Mm. And like coming up with my resolutions and like trying to optimize my time yeah. and spending less time on my phone so I can like read more and all this stupid bullshit. <laughs> like, does any of it matter? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that is probably also like girl boss behavior. Mm. It's like very intertwined with like the that girl trend that girl is also a girl boss like in her nine to five Mm -hmm. but like i just i also just wanted to mention one of my favorite tiktoks that one that's of this girl in her car and she's like i fear i may have girl boss a bit too close to the sun like that's like my favorite thing to say (laughs) (laughs) you commit yourself to a little bit too much yeah I feel like maybe we are girl bosses in that we record and release episodes whenever we want. And, you know, who cares? (laughs) We're going to do what we want. We have agency (laughs) in our own laziness. (laughs) Exactly. This is a probably really short episode considering it's I feel like it's a really meaty topic. Yeah, we definitely summarized all of the different articles that we read that we will definitely link in the description. Give them a read. Lots of video essays too that were super interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we missed <laughs> in the girl boss episode? You should let us know. Yeah, let us know. Are you a girl boss? Oh yeah, are you a girl boss? You know, let us know your thoughts. We have a website and a contact page. Yeah. Contact us. We love to hear from you. Even just saying yeah. hi brings us the greatest joy. Keep on gaslighting, gatekeeping, and girl bossing away, guys. (laughs) Or don't do that. Don't do those things. That's toxic. Be your best self. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Actually, by the time this comes out, it might not even be relevant anymore. Happy Chinese New Year. That's a deadline I'll give myself. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Internet Aesthetic. The music for this podcast is Rose Ornamental by Blue Dot Sessions. If you enjoyed listening, you can find us on Instagram at net.aesthetic or leave us a message on our website at internetaestheticpod.com. We hope you join us again next week. Bye. Bye, Lisa. Bye, Lisa.